It's time now for Gina Gardner and Friends, the show that shares stories from inspiring people, from a wide range of expert guests, all focused on helping you live a happier, more successful, and fulfilling life. Gina Gardner is a multiple number one international best-selling author, motivational speaker, business coach, and trainer. She's the founder of Genuinely You, and has over 30 years experience of helping people step into their genuine, authentic power, personally and professionally. One day, I'll teach chemistry to kids. I'm going to be an architect. My dream is to be a chef. This is a world of possibilities. A world in which people who put their minds to something can really make a difference. My goal is to help the environment. Someday I'll find a cure for cancer. At the U.S. Department of Education's Office of Federal Student Aid, we believe that aspiring minds can achieve anything. So we dedicate ourselves to making sure everyone has an opportunity to go to college. Each year, we provide more than $150 billion in grants, loans, and work-study funds, making higher education possible for anyone at any stage of life. I can go back to college. I can change careers. I can make a difference. Federal Student Aid, proud sponsor of the American Mind. Learn more about Money for College at studentaid.gov. And now, here's your host, Gina Gardner. Hello there, and welcome to Gina Gardner and Friends. And boy, have I got a great guest for you today. My guest today is Shirley Jump. She's a New York Times bestselling author. She's written 84 books and those have been seen in 24 countries. She is the owner of Jumpstart Creative Solutions. And today we're always going, we're going to be talking about the importance of telling your story. Shirley, welcome. Thank you very much for joining me today. Thank you for having me. Oh, it's an absolute pleasure. So before we start talking about other people's stories, mm-hmm. share your story. So, um... I've always wanted to be a writer. I'm one of those people that knew what I wanted to be from the minute I could read. And um, my parents sponsored a family from Laos when I was 11 years old, and it was life changing. So I wrote a little essay about it and sent it off to the local paper and they bought it and ran a story on me and my family. And that was it. I was hooked from there. I um, became a journalist for a little while in Boston and realized that I didn't have that Geraldo Rivera killer instinct to get the story. And I didn't like who I had to be to get the story. So I quit being a freelancer for newspapers and went into magazines and then eventually into books. So I've done a little bit of everything, but if it involves words, I've written it. It sounds amazing. You know, one of the things that I often say to people is that you are the author of your own life story. Mm -hmm. Uh, Mm -hmm. By taking radical responsibility for you and how you turn up, that that makes all the difference. But mm-hmm. I know there are so many people who have an amazing story mm-hmm. but aren't able to articulate that and get that out in the world. Right. So right. talk me through your work and what you do and how that can help. So my job, and I started this way back when, when I used to ghostwrite for a bookseller who was on Antiques Roadshow and he had a column every week and he could talk about rare books really well, but he couldn't write about it. And I realized that for a lot of people, we write orally, but not necessarily to the keyboard. And my my best thinking is on the keyboard. So for, I'd say, 
95% of my clients, what they do is they talk to me and I use those journalist skills that I had to start asking them questions to get them to delve a little deeper to share their story. And it doesn't matter if they're doing a book on conflict mediation or mindset change, or they're doing a memoir. It's always about what happened to them personally. I was just talking to a client just before this call about his conflict mediation book. And he was saying that it didn't feel like it was progressing right. I said, well, it's because we're not personal enough. And we have to get down to why are you in this field? And what happened when you were a kid that put you in this field? Because that's what brings them together and makes them unique. So my job is to always find that unique component of somebody and bring it out. And it's, it's a matter of trust and relationship. It takes a while. It doesn't happen on the first chapter. It, it takes a couple chapters before they open up. Um, but that's what I'm always trying to do is get to the heart of who they are and why they are doing what they're doing. Why do you think it's so important for people to tell their story? Because that's how we impact other people. If we are open and vulnerable, um, we impact other people. A lot of what I've gone through in my life has been because other people have said things over the years. And it's like a drip campaign where it begins to add up and you hear all these messages from other people that have been there and done that. And you say, okay, I can do that too. And that's what spurs you to change. And I think we are too protective and too afraid of being vulnerable. So when we do open up, that's when we can begin to show other people that life can be different, or you can turn it around or you can live your purpose or whatever your message happens to be. You know, I think that we are hotwired to to think and to accept stories. If you think back to cavemen and women, long before there was the written word, people passed on their knowledge and their history, didn't they, through mm -hmm. stories? Right, right. And it's my belief, and I'd be really interested in your take on it, that it's because of that long history of that wiring that says we want to know about other people we want to understand them that we respond so much to the personal side of the story whatever that story may be right because we see a little bit of ourselves in them right and that's why you know you're watching entertainment tonight or or tmz or whatever and you're looking at j-lo and and ben affleck and you see a little bit of yourself right in the, the woman that can't seem to commit and and the second chance love story we see a little bit of ourselves in other people, whether they're celebrities or just people in our circle, and it's their story that binds us to them. You know, I think that's so powerful, isn't it, that mm -hmm. we're all so much more connected than we are, uh, perhaps think, where there's more of us that is the same than is different. And it's through right. those stories that I think that we can um, resonate with somebody else, whatever their circumstances, there's going to be commonalities, aren't there? Right. I work with a lot of celebrities. Like I just did a book with um, a former NFL player and he was an addict to alcohol and prescription meds. And I knew when I did the book that people were going to struggle to relate to him because he's an NFL player, right? Top of the top, about the Super Bowl, all of that. So I brought it down to that moment where he tried to commit suicide after his first Super Bowl. And people can understand like that. Lots of us have been that low. Lots of us have felt like we were an imposter or that we didn't deserve the greatness that we had. And so by taking somebody who was at the pinnacle and showing them as a human being like the rest of us, people hopefully relate to his story right away and understand him. I think that's so powerful. 
You know, it's so easy, particularly with celebrities, to assume that their lives are perfect. It's all right for them. They've, they're rich. They've, they've got a claim and make the assumption that that solves all their problems. And of course, nothing could be further than the truth. Exactly. Exactly. Right. And that's that's part of my job is to bring out the, the reality in these people's lives so that other people can learn from that. And this is what he goes. He goes around the country talking about his story and how he he recovered and is beginning to make amends with everybody in his life. And because he's getting human and he's not just playing the NFL player, he's making a difference in people's lives. Isn't it interesting, don't you think, how often people hit rock bottom Mm -hmm. and that's a turning point. And part of the turning point is that they make the decision that they're going to use the experience and the lesson that they've learned to help others. And that's a big part of their recovery. It is because even his book is about the 12 steps and the 12th step is about helping other people, right? And when you start taking the focus off yourself and you start thinking about others, that's when you begin to have a true recovery from whatever you're going through, I think, personally. Um, And I think that's what we're all here to do, not to just help ourselves to get to the top, but to help other people and lift them up where they're at. I couldn't agree with you more. We're going to go for a short break, but when Mm -hmm. we come back, I'd like to explore with you how you go about getting people to open up because... That's a big thing, isn't it, particularly for celebrities who have this persona where everything is is so easy and so perfect that mm-hmm. you're actually able to get through that hard shell and touch the real person inside. So don't go away. We'll be back with you in just a minute. What is it, Julia? <laughs> Why are you so excited, honey? <laughs> oh, oh hey, do, you, do you want to use your talker? <laughs> oh. With Julia's autism, using a talker can help her find the words she wants to say. My God. You want to do something with Rose, Julia? Play ball. (laughs) Do you want to play catch with Rose? (laughs) I think Rose is excited to play catch, too. (laughs) Oh, Julia, you show us so many different ways to talk together. (laughs) And play. Good catch, Rose. (laughs) Okay, give, give Julia the ball. There you go. Okay, throw the ball, Julia. For Julia's family, early screening for autism made a lifetime of difference. Find out more at screenforautism.org. Okay, Julia, there you go. Are you or a loved one struggling with addiction? Rancho Milagro Recovery is an accredited drug and alcohol addiction recovery program treating the whole person through their lifelong recovery process. Our process incorporates both medication-assisted treatment and psychological therapy to help all aspects of an individual's mind, body, and spirit. Our lavish accommodation sits on 60 acres of outdoor greatness where your privacy and discretion is our utmost concern. Find lasting recovery and walk away from addiction one step at a time. RanchoMilagroRecovery.com Okay, welcome back. My guest Shirley Jump and I are talking about how important it is to share your story. And I asked Shirley just before the break to to share with us how she is able to help people be open about perhaps the things in their life that that until that time they've kept hidden. Mm-hmm. So for me, it's about building that trust and relationship. And I have 
a while ago, I made a, a vow with my company that I would only do books that had impact. I'm not going to do some ego stroking book for some billionaire who wants to just say, I'm, I'm great. I did all these things. I wanted books that had impact, regardless of whether they were celebrities or ordinary people. Um, because I've been through some life-changing, difficult lessons myself. I've been to the bottom in a different way than some of my clients and climbed back out. And so for me, the way to get them to trust me and to open up to me is to share what I've been through and to be very transparent about, yes, I understand that because I have been there. Um, and that builds a commonality between us. Between us, they, They're like, okay, you get it. You understand how I did this. I was never an NFL player, but I understand going through the 12 steps and you know, changing your life and, and redoing your focus. Um, some clients don't open up right away. Some clients take a while, especially the, the bigger celebrities that I've worked with. Um, some of them take a long time to kind of shed that exterior. But, you know, you just keep nudging at them a little bit more and asking them a little bit more questions and, and opening up that, that a little bit more um, and then reinforcing to them how sharing this story about being abused or about being addicted to drugs is going to impact other people. And when they begin to see that their story can make a difference for others, they're more open to sharing it. And it, it takes a while. It just takes a while to, to build that trust. Like a book is a year-long process in general. So I've got a lot of conversations with them over the course of that year. So that helps too. Isn't it interesting how presumably you're a stranger to them when you first mm -hmm. start talking to them, but mm -hmm. how that relationship, I suspect, becomes very special because mm -hmm. they are sharing that inner part of them with you. Right. And so, you know, I, my, I applaud you in the sense that, that creating that safe space where people mm -hmm. feel that they can share with you um, mm -hmm. is incredibly precious. They know that I have their best interests at heart too. Some clients overshare or share too much in the wrong direction. And I'll bring them back and say, okay, this is going to alienate part of your audience, or this is not going to reflect well on you, or you might not want your children reading this because I'm always cognizant of what they've got going on around them. And it's not painting a pretty picture. It's just kind of keeping their best interests at heart so that their book has the maximum amount of in impact on people around them. And the way I approach books when I ghostwrite is what are you going to do with it? Because nobody, it's really hard to make money on Amazon, right? Because there's 16 million books out there. Less than 1% of authors make a living wage on Amazon. So your money is not there. Your money's in speaking and coaching and webinars. And so I start with where are my clients going to go with it first? Are you going to do women's retreats? Are you going to do speeches? Okay, then let's start directing that towards that audience that you're going to be talking to and what they need to hear. And what message you want to get across to them? I think that's a really important, you know, thinking about what's the outcome that you want. You know, I've written several books myself, and, and that for me has always been the important thing. You know, who is the audience and what is it I want them to um, achieve uh, out mm -hmm. of reading uh, the book that I've written? But it's interesting for me how many people who perhaps aren't celebrities, who have an amazing story, and I've interviewed some of them on, mm -hmm. on my shows, that, that they are so humble and unaware that what they have done is actually quite extraordinary, mm -hmm. that their story needs to be told. 
And I wonder what advice you had for those people who perhaps don't have the funds to employ a ghostwriter or don't, mm -hmm. um, don't even realize that that's a possibility. How yeah. can they get their story out there? Well, I highly recommend setting up a conversation with an experienced ghostwriter or editor in the beginning. Now, hiring me to do the whole book is, is a pretty expensive proposition, yes. But I want to work with them. It's it's very inexpensive to just do the outline with me. So you at least have a direction. You know what your target audience is going to be. I have a background in journalism, marketing, and magazines, and books. So I understand how to market things as well. So I sit down with them and help them find the right direction. Because what, what a lot of authors do is, is kind of meander for chapters and chapters and chapters. And it's not really their fault. It's that structure to books is... Is something you have to learn, just like structure to a house you have to learn. You can't just take a bunch of lumber and put it into a house, even though we know how it works. It doesn't, we'd be lost, right? So sitting down with a good editor can help you have that direction from the start so that your every effort that you make when you're writing is going in the right direction. Um, and as for ordinary people sharing their stories, just think about the person that shared their story with you, whether it was some, you know, panhandler you met on the street or some strange, a, a stranger woman that you met at the Macy's counter. How did their words impact you? And you can be that person for the others around you with sharing your story. I think that is such an important message that, you know, mm -hmm. things that we take for granted because it's who we are and the lives that we lead can actually make such a difference to other people. We're going to go to a short break now. Don't go away because we have so much more wealth to, to share with you because every one of you has got a story. And I am sure that there are many of you that are listening to this that have a story that could really make a difference to other people. So see you in a minute. When the forgotten poor are suffering and in need of healing, they wait for a ship unlike any other. Mercy Ships the largest floating civilian hospital in the world with volunteer medical staff and crew who donate their time to save lives. Heroes of mercy like these. Every human being has the right to be treated as human, to have a place at the table of the human race. If you could just see the look in the patient's eyes or the smiles that you get when lives have been changed, then it would make it all worth it. You bring hope and healing to one person, but that person belongs to a family, and that family belongs to a community. Together, these heroes of mercy and friends like you bring hope and healing to those who desperately need it. Thank you! Thank you! To learn more about Heroes of Mercy, go to mercyships.org today. COVID-19 has been a really long and difficult fight. It's definitely taken a toll on all of us. Right now, new variants are a lot more contagious and need to be taken seriously. Getting vaccinated and staying boosted is the best way to keep you protected from COVID-19 and help you stay out of the hospital. Even if you've got COVID before, it's important that you go get your COVID booster. COVID shots are safe. Much safer than getting the virus. We can all do our part. And get back to living. You can go to getvaccineanswers.org for more information. Welcome back. One of the questions I'd like to ask you is, you've shared many people's story, but do you have a book which shares your story? Don't yet. Um, I write fiction. My, my career, most of my career has been in fiction, but my specialty is in nonfiction because I actually started in nonfiction and the fiction became an offshoot of that. Um, but I would say that there's a little bit of my story in every single novel that I write. 
I haven't written my own story per se, but I'm awfully busy sharing everybody else's. <laughs> so um, I do speak about it and everything else, but I haven't written it. No. And it's, it's kind of the, um, the carpenter who never works on his own house sort of thing. <laughs> you know, I'm pretty yeah, I was just thinking the same thing, you know, um, yeah. yes, the painter and decorator who has put right. two pieces of right. wallpaper up but not finished. Right. What sort of fiction do you write? Um, so I started off in romance and because I, because of the journalism thing, right, I was covering suicides and hit and runs and things like that. So I wanted to write things that made people happy. So I started off in with fiction and romance, then moved into women's fiction. And now I'm doing suspense and, um, I'm not quite sure where I'm going to go next because I'm at the end of my contract. So I'm debating where to go next with my career because the nonfiction has been, it's been keeping me very, very busy. I write about 12 books a year between my clients and my own. So it's a lot of stuff to juggle at one time. It's we'll see where it goes next year. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So when you think about the stories that you've heard and you've heard so many, perhaps you could share what you what's really impacted on you what you think has been something out of all of those that stands out that you could perhaps share with us the most impactful book i ever worked on was um a parent a family had come to uh, come to me with their son's journals and emails he had passed away the year before in a hit and run accident and they wanted me to tell his story. And so I had to go into all of his very personal materials and tell his story about being bipolar and the impact the war in Iraq had had on him and how it had changed his mental structure and the, stru the struggle that he had after that. And that was really an honor to me to be trusted with something so personal. But I would say that every single book that I work on impacts me. And if it didn't, then I wouldn't be working on it. Um, because I'm not going to waste my time or the client's time on something that I don't care about. And so I care about every single one of them and every single person that I talk to. And they're all from all different walks of life and all different types of books. I do children's books. I do memoirs. I do how-tos. I do self-help. I do everything um, because it all comes back to that same thing. What is your story and what message are you trying to get out? That's that's interesting, isn't it? And what an amazing thing for the, his parents to ask you to do it was quite it's quite the experience it really was I just think that at times it was that some of the stories that you hear are harrowing mm -hmm. how do you how do you deal with the emotional legacy that some of these stories offer I think the reporter part helps right because I have that little bit of distance from it because I'm always looking at how can we tell this in a more effective way um I think it just humanizes the the client that much more. It really does because, you know, they've been through like Vance's story. He's been through a lot. His son died. His Some of his kids stopped talking to him. He spent 28 days in a coma. All of these really personal, heartbreaking details that he shares and people cry. There are people that work on their books that cry when they talk to me. But then I think it becomes even more important to me to get the story out and to get it right, because it clearly matters so much to them and will to the reader on the other end as well. Yeah, it's interesting. And I think how often when we hear people's stories, when we're holding that space for them, mm -hmm. how we are changed by that story, mm -hmm. what how it impacts. Um, and I'm talking about as a, a um, as a coach, as a, mm -hmm. a trainer facilitator, um, how often that story 
touches you in a way that you are never the same again mm -hmm. you see the world differently mm -hmm. and it makes you want to try harder to be a better person to be a better author to be a better editor to be better at whatever I'm doing um, there are people that have just such powerful testimonies that make me want to try my best on the page for them yeah and I would say it has exactly the same impact in terms mm -hmm. of working with people and and wanting to do the best for them Mm -hmm. um, so if I asked you, what's your ultimate dream? You know, most people would look at, you know, 84 books in 24 countries and say, what next? Right. I know, right? <laughs> you would think, but there's always another idea. There's always another story I want to tell. And I'm very grateful and lucky that I can both do the nonfiction, which I love, the analytical part of me loves, and do the fiction on the other side that's just me creating. Um, so I, I really like doing what I'm doing. I can't imagine doing anything else. And I've been blessed to do it since I was 11. So I can't see stopping or, or switching careers at this point. I don't have any other life skills. So it's a good thing that they employ me to do this. But yeah, it's, it's the same all the time, just kind of telling stories that have a bigger stage, perhaps, you know, with some people that hit a bigger audience as we go along so we can make bigger changes in the world. How do people find you? Um, Jumpstart Creative Solutions is my website, or you can just Google Shirley Jump. You'll get most of my career for the, like the first million hits or whatever. But um, Jumpstart Creative Solutions has my calendar and everything else on it. And I'm on LinkedIn as well, if you're looking there and you can book with me right there on my LinkedIn as well. So yeah, just reach out to me any one of those ways and I'll, I'll get back to you. Brilliant. And so how, um, what piece of wisdom would you give to people who are perhaps considering sharing their story, um, obviously contact you and have that conversation with you, right? but in terms of them perhaps ordering their thoughts and getting, um, getting to the place where they're ready to, to reach out, do you have mm -hmm. any advice for people that would help them um, organise things in a particular way? So again, I always believe in looking where you want to go. Do you want to speak? Do you want to do coaching? Do, what do you want to do with it? And then come back from that and say, okay, what do these people need to know? What is my main message that I want to get across? And I firmly believe that every word in a book should matter because when you read one of my books, you're giving me hours of your life that you're not giving to your family or your loved ones, right? So I don't want to waste that time, that, that precious time that you're giving me. So as you're writing your book, make sure that everything speaks to that theme that you picked out. Don't just put stuff in just to fill up the space. You want it to have an impact as much as possible on every page. You know, it's interesting. I, the first time that I wrote a book that was a, a, that shared some of my story, um, I wrote it the first time and I read the book as if I was the reader and thought, mm -hmm. you know what, I think I'd probably slash my wrists. I don't think this is going to be very helpful. <laughs> and so wrote it again. It was very cathartic. I took, mm -hmm. you know, it was a diary of all of the things that had happened and gone wrong and so on. And if you look at the book uh, now, it's a very, very different, um, a different animal than it was to start with. So had I had your advice from the start, I could have <laughs> saved myself a great deal of time. Um, right. And it's very common. Most most people do that. They really do because you don't know where to start. No. So you're just trying to sort of corral your thoughts rather than put them down a directed path. 
Yeah. And that's one of the real bonuses about working with an expert like yourself mm -hmm. is that you can actually have that direction to start with rather than mm -hmm. learning the hard way, as I did in the early stages of my author career. <laughs> right. And I'm very flexible with my clients because everybody's creative process is different. Some want to write some of it and have me edit it. Some want to just do it orally and then I write it. And some do sort of a mixture in between. And we figure that out within the first three or four chapters because that's when I'm getting to know them. They're getting to know me and they're understanding the process. And I, it's a fluid process in the beginning as we figure out what the best way is for them to create their story. That's really helpful. Thank you. Now, every guest that comes on the show, we invite to decide which of um, a, a project through B1G1, that's buy one, give one, uh, which is a, a worldwide organization that has projects for um, eradicating poverty, helping people live better lives, um, helping the environment. And each month I choose four projects. And this month's mm -hmm. projects are clean water, mm -hmm. um, education, uh, helping the environment. And the fourth one is uh, a project helping children in the Ukraine? Um, I would say the environment, because if we don't have a world to live in, there's nothing else to do. We'll be donating on your behalf. It just remains really for me to say a huge thank you for joining me today. Thank you very thank much. You. It's been really interesting. Thank you for having me. Thank you. And thank you so much for joining us today. It's always, um, I'm always humbled by the people who, who come and join us in our conversations. If you have anything to say, if you'd like to tell us how you enjoy it, or if there are things that you don't like, or you'd like to um, make suggestions about things you'd like to hear about, then please email me at gina, G-I-N-A, at genuinely-u.com. And you'll find Shirley Jump's books and all of my books on Amazon. So thanks very much for joining us, and I look forward to seeing you in the next show. Bye-bye now. Thanks for listening to Gina Gardner and Friends, the show that helps you live a happier, more successful, and fulfilling life. To learn more about Gina Gardner, go to genuinely-u.com. If you would like to work with Gina or book her as a speaker, email her at gina at genuinely-u.com.